You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Dude, the last couple of weeks have been pretty awesome in trailers, I think. Uh, I also saw a really cool movie uh, this past weekend. I saw oh. I saw Searching. Did you see Searching yet? Uh, nope. It's a movie with John Cho, and, you know, it's um they're doing... I guess what they're calling this genre of film is called Screen Life. Like, I think the only other ones that really have done it so far is uh, uh those unfriended horror movies. But it's all, it's like the whole movie takes place in computer screens. And, okay. And this John Cho movie is all about how uh, essentially John Cho's daughter goes missing. And uh, in it, it's the movie takes, you know, takes place over five days of them trying to search as they're searching for her. But like, you know, he's going through all of her social media and her contacts and talking to the cops and stuff like that all through the computer and you know it, you know using apple products there's iMessage and FaceTime and all kinds of different things like that so that you can they can utilize the screen on the computer but it was a really good movie i loved how it it went in so many directions and kept you guessing a lot well it's called searching yeah searching just like and know. this was in the theater mhm yeah it's been in the theater for the last couple of weeks uh, it just recently came to Yuma, so I got to see it. Uh, you know, it didn't open. It didn't open in Yuma when it went when it went um, worldwide, nationwide. Mm-hmm. But uh, it finally came here, and uh, yeah, I got to go see it. And I was pretty. It, I was. I was completely satisfied. Dude, that's so weird. I haven't even heard. Of, is there is there like anybody big in this movie? I've heard nothing of this. Well, John Cho is the is the main star, and okay. uh. uh kind of a co-star in it is Deborah Messing. She plays the the detective that's in charge of finding his daughter. So it's uh you know she's they're both pretty big names. Hmm. That's so weird. Yeah. I I, like, I literally don't know anything about this movie. Like I this is the first that I'm <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure this is the first time hearing anything about it. Oh wow yeah if you get a chance you should definitely go check it out. And it's just called searching. Yes, searching. Huh. So okay, so you said it's all told from like a technological standpoint. So like like security cams or like what are we what are we talking here? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All you see is like security camera footage if there is security camera footage, but it's all seen like as if you were you are the screen, the computer screen. Okay. So I mean, or if the, I guess the the theater screen is the computer screen, like you're you, that's that's all you see. You don't see uh, you don't see any like third person shots. I guess is a, a way to put it. Like anything that you would like when you want to see John Cho's body or something like that. They 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 make the the movie in a way so that uh, he, he's either on a conference call or FaceTime or. You know certain things like that, or the you know the 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 camera on his computer comes on because his daughter's trying to call him on Facetime, kind of thing. So you see him like laying in bed. Okay, 
but yeah, it's it's all. I mean, it's it's they definitely you know stretch the idea as much as they could so that you can they can make the story flow properly. But mm-hmm. uh, I really thought that it was um, a very unique and and. I, I mean, I, at first it's gimmicky, you know, to to say this is how the movie is shot. But I, I, the whole that whole premise kind of goes away at some point for me, at least, because I'm I was so engrossed in the story. That is kind of. I mean, I think that's kind of a interesting approach too, because that's kind of um, it's kind of thinking a little bit differently, right? Like that's like a kind of. I don't want to call it necessarily a gimmick. But like for the lack of a better word, like it is kind of a gimmick. Yeah. Right? Like it's kind of a gimmicky way to approach that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I just I, I wish it had gotten better marketing or or whatnot and uh and more people had seen it. But yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. I think I think you would hmm. enjoy it too, especially since it's a, a different type of storytelling. Yeah, I, I I will definitely have to check it out and uh, give it a watch just to see kind of like what it's all about. And especially because, I mean, it's it's weird to kind of have a movie that comes out that has actors in it that you you I mean, granted, I wouldn't say that they're like the biggest actors or, you know, a household name or anything like that. But they are actors that people have seen in pretty substantial size films and to have a movie come out that like, I just literally have heard nothing about is, is a little bit interesting to me from that standpoint too. I mean, was it, was there like a lot of like trailers and stuff for this? Did like, did you see a trailer? Like, how did you hear about this film? Yeah. I mean, I know of the one trailer, I don't know if there was more than one, but I did remember seeing the one trailer and, uh, looking at it and being like, oh, I, I'm actually pretty interested in that. Like like I said, the only other time I've ever, see, ever seen movies shot this way are horror films. It's those, I think there's three unfriended movies at this point, and it's, you know, those movies are all shot that way for the jump scare because you're you're looking right at the the person that's that's sitting in front of the the computer camera, and then a you know whoever a killer comes up behind them kind of thing, or the lights turn out and stuff like that. So though you know it's the way it's used in those films, it's it's more of a it's more of a, a tactic to isolate the audience member and and make them uh, you know afraid of of their surroundings or what's going to happen to the character. This one, it's it's a very I feel it's a very more unique way of telling the story, so that you can see not only that uh, how much of everyday life revolves around the around the around the computer, but also social media and uh, like what you can discover about a person just by going through their computer and and their social media. Yeah, and I mean, like that's always I think pretty terrifying, right? Like the whole pros and cons of technology and and just the amount of information that there is about ourselves and our lives online you know like it's it is a little terrifying to think that way so it is kind of interesting to see like a film kind of center around that pretty heavily the other thing that i think is uh, kind of fascinating uh, about that as well is i feel like from a budget standpoint like limiting how you're like how you're filming this or like the portrayal of how you're filming this would have to kind of benefit you because you wouldn't have any of these like really elaborate 
camera move sequences. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have these like elaborate like jib or dolly shots that were going on. Like it seems like you would have to be just pretty locked down, pretty stationary to kind of like replicate like seeing someone through a techno like a you know a technological screen, unless it was like a phone. Like if there's like a part where he's like running with his cell phone or something like that would that would maybe be kind of interesting to use like a like a snorry cam or something for that. But yeah, there's a few times where he's running with his cell phone, but uh, there are a couple other times when uh, like they pull up a YouTube video or a live live uh, a live feed on the computer that shows like um, uh, the helicopter shot of you know uh, like a uh, news helicopter as they're okay. circling the area where the, the you know the daughter was last seen kind of thing i gotcha so, okay that makes sense yeah so they, i mean they, they like i said they incorporate like youtube videos and and uh local news uh websites and stuff like that so they do most of it most of the movie is shot in a lockdown stationary kind of way like you were describing but they they he does the director whoever it is i should i really should have looked that up you know uh does do some other more traditional things, but uh, but he um, he or she uh, you know incorporates it into the into the movie in the way that it still functions in the way that they're telling the story. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I think that that actually does answer my question about about that. And I think uh, yeah, I definitely I will have to check it out and and give it a watch to uh, kind of see what I think. Good. Good. Good it sounds it. pretty interesting. It sounds like a, a very unique way to go about filming it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I know that I've always been a big opponent to um, uh, like the found footage movies, but I feel uh-huh. like I found I feel like this is this is a different kind of telling of the story. It's not not so much found footage, but you know, more live. It, it, it gives you more of like a live feeling. So yeah. so I it's uh I, I don't have a problem with it as much as I do like the found footage movies. That makes sense though. Like I think the other difference too, especially from like conversations we've had before about the found footage stuff is usually I think your biggest problem with those are like the shaky cam and like it kind of like activates your motion sickness. Yeah, yeah, that does happen a lot with with those type of movies. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like you would perhaps not experience that as much with this movie, with most of it being locked down. So that's that's pretty good, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I also wanted to get your opinion on I think I think two big trailers that came out within the last week or two. I think it's a week because okay. they both came out. Or well, okay, uh, Captain Marvel. What did you think of that trailer? Um, I, I know. Okay. I know. Wait, beforehand, I know you. You haven't been the biggest fan of the Marvel movies lately. Like, not so much that you didn't like them, but it's just like it's all kind of the same for you, right? Um, I. You know, I don't know. I. 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 I haven't watched Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. I really did want to. I really do want to watch that though because I enjoyed the first one quite a bit, um, and I really like Paul Rudd. Um, so I, I, I really do want to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. I was uh, excited to see it, but unfortunately I've just been, I've been really, really busy and, and I, my overall film watching this year, I think is at the lowest it has been in my life and probably ever, like it's, it's probably the, the lowest 
consumption of of films that I have ever had since I've existed on this planet. Um, maybe that's not entirely true, but if, it sure feels that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was I was really stoked about Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, Infinity War. I don't know. I I had an interest in in watching it, but. I, I really wasn't in love with the movie. Um, there, to me, is a, a lot of problems with that film, which obviously is inevitable at the same time. Um, there's just so much going on in terms of the characters, and it's almost impossible to try to get everybody on screen. Uh, I will say, and, and this is something that I've said in just about every conversation that I've had about this, I know that fundamentally I am my biggest problem with Infinity War. Um, and I, I have been thinking about it a lot, and, I, and I've been talking to a number of people about it uh, quite a bit as well. And I think fundamentally that movie is completely different than every other Marvel movie in the sense that in almost every other Marvel movie, something else is at stake than their lives or their deaths. And when you get to Infinity War, that really isn't the case in that film. Um the whole like big you know stakes and and drama is who's going to live who's going to die and i think for me that's fundamentally what really just took me out of it because the analytical and and business part of my brain is like well obviously these characters aren't dead they're they're They've got way too much money invested in this, and it just kind of nullified what should have been meaningful uh, for me, you know. And and I think that fundamentally, that's the biggest reason that I wasn't really big into Infinity War. Now, uh, that's probably a super long-winded answer to your question, but I will say, I think the standalone films for me have always been a better overall experience. And I, I'm actually pretty. Uh, I don't want to get too hyped uh, up because obviously the, you know, the more that you elevate your level of hypeness for something, the more that you often are setting expectations uh, that a film or whatever it is that you're setting that to, video game, film, book, whatever, just can't live up to or deliver those expectations, no matter how great it actually is. So I'm trying to keep that in check, but I will say I I really am excited for Captain Marvel. I think Brie Larson is a absolutely phenomenal actor, and I'm really, really interested to see what she is going to do with this character and what they're going to do with the movie. And I mean, not only that, but let's face it, the trailer opens with a shot of her crashing into a blockbuster. <laughs> Instantly insinuating 90s, 90s, 90s nostalgia. And obviously, you and I uh, have a very special place in our hearts for Blockbuster. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm back. You got me on this one, Marvel. I'm going to be there. <laughs> and I'm like, who am I kidding? Like, I'm obviously going to watch. I'm obviously going to watch Infinity War Part 2. I mean, like, obviously, I'm not going to not watch that. Um so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm definitely interested to see where it's going. I think it's fascinating that they moved it back into like the 90s and, you know, obviously this is taking place quite a bit before uh the events of Infinity War, obviously, even though 
uh, for those of you that maybe watched the after credit scenes, saw something linking it to this film or, or insinuating that this film was going to be a thing. Um, so like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see what's, what's going to happen with this movie. And I, and, and overall, I think the trailer looks good. I think it looks pretty interesting. Interesting. Sorry, that was like a weird way of saying that. It looks pretty <laughs> interesting. It looks interesting though. Yeah, no, I, uh, I felt the same way. Like, um, I, 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 the, the obvious connection, uh, you know, that, that is shown between, uh, Infinity War and this movie, uh, definitely gets you, I don't know, gets me, um, hyped for it. it it's like, I mean, I knew that this movie is going to go directly into, uh, Avengers 4 already, but like just when they show the, well, I'm just going to say, when they show the beeper, you know, it's just like, oh, I know what that means. That means something. And, you know, her her having the conversation with the younger Nick Fury, that's pretty awesome. Seeing the younger Coulson in there, that's that's pretty awesome. Like, obviously, Disney Marvel has been, you know, working on this. Let's make everybody, all these older actors look younger again. Technology for the last 10 years of these movies. And it's been working out pretty great, I think. Um <laughs> Yeah, it definitely looked pretty convincing in the uh, in the trailer there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers is a, is a character that I'm not, you know, I'm not as versed in as 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 some of the other characters that are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, I do know enough to know that this is pretty exciting to see what they've done just in the trailer. So uh, I'm I'm I. I like, like like you, I was already going to go see it, but now I'm I'm super super hyped. <laughs> yeah, it just sells you on it that much more. You know what I mean? Yes, and and then of course, yes, the the opening shot of of Blockbuster really brings it back to the days when you and I worked at Blockbuster and uh, you know had to deal with all those wooden shelves that those movies sat on top of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I think you know, and I think maybe this is like. I think that, you know, I don't know, it's difficult to say, but I think maybe this is all because obviously this is going to have some huge implications for what's going to happen with Infinity War Part 2. Um, it also does look like potentially there is um, some stuff in the trailer that I might be Olympic stretching on this, but it looks like there's some stuff in the trailer that might be insinuating Secret War. Uh, it looks like there's a shot where they're working on an alien body, which could just be an alien body, but it looks kind of like a scroll to me. So it's like. <laughs> Maybe that's like setting up for Marvel uh, 15 year event. Like we're going to start laying that, uh, that, you know, inception into everybody's brains right now. It, it's highly possible that it's just some weird freaking alien that's on a, on a bed that they're autopsying in area 51. Maybe, I don't know, but <laughs> it looks a lot like a scroll to me. So uh, I'm going to call it that for right now. Oh, we definitely know that there's scrolls in the movie. They, they've, they've come out and said that, um, and we know there's going to be Kree in the movie because we see uh, Ronan the Accuser in the trailer. So I honestly think that we're going to get the startups of uh, the Kree Scroll War in this movie. And then, that, yeah, that might come to fruition in, in five years down the line for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it feels it feels like it has to almost because, I mean, like Thanos and Infinity War is such like a, a, a big event 
in and I like I gotta say like this also kind of doesn't sit all that well with me right like I'm 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 glad that we got Civil War in a in a in a way <laughs> right but in a way but like that comic event and 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 you know obviously there's some nostalgia there too because like uh you know obviously I was. I don't know this is obvious unless I've said this on the podcast before. It's obvious to you that uh, I I am not one of the the big two uh, readers. Like, I, I mean, I have dabbled in it, but I'm definitely more of an indie comic consumer, like with Image and, and Dark Horse and things like that. But like... I remember like when when Civil War happened, like you were like telling me like, dude, you have got to get in on this. Like you have got to check this out. It will blow your mind. And like that's when I really kind of that was kind of like my first real like buy in to something that the big two was doing. And I just remember it being this like huge event that like people were going bananas over and like there was there the real media was was talking about when peter parker came out and was like i'm effing spider-man and like it was just this monumentally huge thing and then in the films it, it, it just seems like it got glossed over pretty quickly there so with like the whole you know secret war type thing that's going on i feel like you do kind of have to like start setting the stage for that to happen because five years is at, at this point is going to be here pretty quickly uh unfortunately and so like you, you do have to kind of like wonder like what their you know pipeline is of of what events they're going to try to do and obviously now you have to elevate you have to you've set a standard and you have to constantly keep right uh, like rising the bar uh, which is going to be hard to do but i i think that that is probably the next major event that i really recall uh in in, in in like the big two comic world that like people were going bananas over it like they were just going eight poo crazy over <laughs> over in, in like the the secret wars and stuff so i don't know i feel like that that is going to be like the big build-up for the next five years and and you know i it's certainly possible that that could be what it is uh yeah i i think so and um i i know i'm, I'm gonna be there <laughs> every step of the way so <laughs> Uh, kind of sticking with the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's gonna have like three people that were in Marvel movies. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Creed two. Uh, this time, this well, this trailer came out Wednesday morning, and oh my god, dude! I you know I want to say this is that I was a little skeptical at first because. Ryan now, Creed two or Creed in general? No, Creed two. Creed, I okay. was I was all on board for, and when I watched that movie, I loved it. Like I, I, I've I've gone back and rewatched that movie so many times, and you know what the funny thing is is that I was, ne I was never big Rocky fan. Like I wasn't ever big fan of the Rocky franchise, even though Creed is kind of like the it's it's I mean it's it's almost sim it's almost a remake of the first Rocky. Like uh, almost everything plays out exactly the same. But, yep. <laughs> were you gonna agree with me? I was just gonna. Well, I, I was agreeing with you on 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 that part of it. I was just gonna say that it was it was kind of very similar to like uh, the Force Awakens. Oh yeah, the older Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's but but it 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 works. It works in Creed. I, I gotta say, like it. And and I think the difference for me is like I was I, as a huge Rocky fan. Like I remember like 
like you said, we were talking about earlier, working at Blockbuster, and uh, even though we weren't supposed to necessarily be watching movies, <laughs> uh, I would totally put it on in there. And like, I I must and like even before that, I I, just, I must have watched Rocky like fifty to a hundred times or something. Like I I don't know why. Like it's just a movie that you can always put on, and like you're gonna feel good at the end of that movie. You're like, God, so inspirational. <laughs> and that's honestly that's how I feel at the end of Creed. And I think what what it is for me is is Ryan Coogler. Like I honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Michael B. Jordan too, and I think he's a phenomenal actor. But I just think Coogler's direction and writing, for the most part, is is it was pretty amazing. So hearing that he wasn't going to come back in a director um, position for this movie, and actually Stallone was going to direct it, I was a little skeptical. But I mean, if you can if you can judge anything from a trailer. Uh, this movie looks pretty great. Well, and it ended up being a uh, director. Uh, I think it was Stephen Capel. Oh, Jr.? so it's it's not Stallone. He's not directing it. No, he just wrote. There it. was a yeah. There was well. There was like some talks uh, around that. Uh, yeah, I remember about the that. potential of him doing it, and uh, I don't know exactly what happened. I feel like he turned it down because I feel like he was doing something else. Like there was a conflict, maybe. Which doesn't seem right because he's in the movie. So I'm guessing I'm guessing it was maybe more of just he just wasn't in a position that he wanted to direct it, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, they did get a they did get a different director, and I believe it was Stephen Capel Jr. or Capley Jr., something like that. I can't remember exactly what his name was, but I believe he was the one that actually did sign on. Um and he really has not done a whole lot that most people would be familiar with in all honesty he's done i believe um some short films and some television but i think this might actually be his feature film debut as a director i think i could be wrong on that i mean i i i went and checked i didn't i didn't check like i guess i obviously i didn't check on who was directing steve capel jr yeah um i it made me think that maybe they had the same um cinematographer but it looks like there was a different cinematographer because he, he he didn't do creed one um yeah it looks like steve capel jr has directed a lot of tv he did uh class which was a bbc show spinoff from doctor who um blackish or no i'm sorry grownish which i believe is a new show that hasn't come out yet um <laughs> I think some of that came out because that was a spinoff from from Blackish. Black yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it I don't, has it started yet. March. I yeah, it came out in March last year yeah. or March this saying, year. So like it did. But so there you go. Um, but I I I am in at this point. Like I I like the idea that they. I mean, I feel like it was a little. It was kind of low hanging fruit to go after the son of. Ivan Drago, but I do like what they've done there. I don't know about the MMA fighter that they got to play to portray Ivan Drago's son, but um, just seeing Dolph Lundgren up there again, looking at Sylvester Stallone in the ring, that just was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I gotta agree, right? Like, I, I think that's always the it's always the difficult thing to decide where you're going to take something. And it is a smart play because he spends the entire first movie trying to like get it, 
some sort of justification that he doesn't have to live internal justification internal justification i sh- i should say my god i gotta talk today um about living in his father's legacy and his father's shadow and like he struggles with that quite a bit and there is a little bit of resolve at the end but what a way to like bring it back full circle and to go like okay well this guy's calling you out and he killed your father i mean like his dad killed your father you know what i mean like and that's the whole thing too is it's like a like it's going to become this like revenge redemption type thing and you know i i don't know like i think it is an interesting approach and um i think it's better than them being like oh well he's gonna just fight you know ivan um you know what i mean like i think at least making it his son is is decent like because that would have been really weird to see (sighs) michael b jordan in the ring with dolph lundgren not that it wouldn't have been cool but i just think that would have been a little weird and i mean it is a little on the nose right to be like well it's his son and the sons and sons are gonna battle and then it's gonna probably end up in this situation like um what's that old eric roberts karate movie um best of the best only the, the best of the best yeah where, you know, like, gets to the end and he's, like, about to kill the guy because that guy killed his brother in a fight. And then the guy, like, he doesn't do it. And then the guy comes over and he's like, I'll be your brother. Like, as long as they don't go, like, that path with Creed too. Like, if, if you know, Michael B. Jordan is, like, about to punch, uh, was it, Victor uh, Drago? Yeah. Like, if he's about to punch him and, like, kill him, and then Stone's like, hey, don't do it. Like, you're better than this. <laughs> and he's like, you're right, and doesn't do it. And then he's like, I'll be, you know, your, like, if Ivan comes over, he's like, I'll be your father. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, this is just, where where have we gone? What is <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen. No, hopefully not. Yeah, there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of ways to go with it. and that's just the surface like part of the story because there's obviously sure. in the trailer you get to see uh, you know the fact that him and um tessa thompson's character have a child you know there's yeah. there's more turmoil between him and his uh his mother adopted mother i don't know what what he calls rashida jones or rashida jones i'm sorry uh Felicia Rashad in that in the in those movies. I, I don't remember she, he, if he called her mom in the movie or not, but he she's essentially his mother, and yeah, um, you know he she's, I mean she her character has to be seen the same things happening to this you know young man that she helped raise that. Did, that was the same thing that happened to her husband. You know, especially now going up against. The, the son of the man that killed him. So it, yeah, it's got to be and, difficult. I mean, even, even Rocky talks about that. You know, he's like, don't do this. Like, you know, your father died in my arms, like in the ring. Like, you don't have to do this, you know? And like, I think that kind of looks like it leads to the fact that he walks away from Rocky and actually gets a different trainer. Like, it looks like there's a couple of sequences in there where he's like sparring and training and stuff. And it's with a totally different person. So I feel like, I feel like they kind of like have a falling out because he, I feel like rock is like, I'm not going to train you because I am not going to send someone else in the ring and watch them die. And I feel like that's going to create like a big, like turmoil thing there too. So like, maybe we're going to get another like Rocky ending thing where at the end he's like looking for Rocky and it's like the whole Rocky Adrian thing. But this time it's, you know, Creed Jr. And, and Rocky. I th- well, I think it's funny that you brought that up because I heard some like speculation. I, I think that's mm-hmm. probably the best way to put it. But what if he, you know, Rock does walk away from him and 
Ivan Drago himself ends up training him because he's like he's upset at his son or something, you know, like him and his son aren't in good terms with each other. That that would be crazy. What if like what if like uh, something happens to where like Creed trips and like tears his ACL or his you know meniscus or something, and then like the fight can't happen, and so Ivan's like, "We're doing this," and like Ivan and Rocky fight again. Oh and my god! The twist. I'm like the am. Here's the thing: movie now directed by M Night. Oh. M Night Shyamalan directed this movie, and that's the twist. That's the huge uh, twist. Well, oh, yeah, okay, I guess. Creed two. I'm in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. are you in or are you Ivan? Oh, I'm I've in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm definitely Ivan. Well, that kind of brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk about was like, what movies are you excited for that are, I mean, would be considered fall, like essentially up to the date of uh thanksgiving for this year what would what what uh because creed 2 comes out uh november 22nd or i'm sorry november 21st so that would be um a thanksgiving weekend um what i mean are there any other movies that you're excited for i have a few but like it's not the ones that i would think most people would think that i would be excited for because i'm not excited for for venom which is october 5th I mean, I gotta be honest with you. Is are, is anybody really excited for Venom? Actually, I can't believe how many people that I know that are excited for it. Like, really? Yeah. I, you know, it's 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 really bad because I want to be excited for Venom because of Tom Hardy. Same. And then and then the trailer came out, and then this I think it was like the second trailer or something, and he's like. I'm going to bite off all of your legs and arms and you're going to roll down the street like a turd in the wind. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, nope, you're losing me. You're losing me. This is what in the hell is happening? So yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think Venom's going to look, it, it really doesn't look, I hope I'm wrong, but it doesn't look that good from the trailers currently, at least. <laughs> I, I, I yeah I don't know I, I but then again I've just never really been a big Venom fan in in general so I I that's why I feel like it's not it's not on my list but uh, I guess to start off my list is Bad Times at, at the El Royale like I think that movie looks right up my like alley like it's it's seems like a mystery thriller with a whole bunch of uh, actors and ensemble cast so have you seen the trailer for that movie I have not I the name the name sounds familiar. So, um, so it's like this sounds like a Robert Rodriguez movie. It's not, <laughs> but it sounds like that would be one. It's actually it's written and directed by Drew Goddard, who uh, oh. yeah, he wrote The Martian. He wrote and directed Cabin in the Woods, one of my favorite movies. I would say probably my favorite movie from that year uh, that it came out. Can't quite remember what year it was, but I, I do remember it being one of my favorite movies. But uh, obviously, you know, after Cabin in the Woods, it's kind of probably the reason why Bad Times at the El Royale has Chris Hemsworth in it. Uh, he plays like a, it looks like he's like the leader of some kind of like Charles Manson cult or something. And uh, it's got it's got John Hamm, uh, Jeff Bridges, Dakota Johnson, uh, Chris Hemsworth, like I said before, Nick Offerman. And the list goes on, just so many people, and it, it's it's all this. It's this hotel that's on the border of California and Nevada, and it looks like 
uh, like John Hamm runs the hotel and he has like these, he has this hallway behind the hotel rooms that uses the mirrors in the hotel rooms to look into the hotel rooms, how people are in there kind of thing. Like, so they're spying on people and stuff. And I don't know, it looks like a bunch of shit's going, you know, like Jeff Bridges is dressed like a priest, but he also in the trailer is robbing a bank. So he's not, he's obviously not a priest. Yeah, that um, that is weird. That movie has like tons of people in it too. Like it, it's got like tons of actors. Right? It really like, does. It really does. Uh, how about you? Any anything you're really looking forward to? Um, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything like specific that jumps out of me. I know the I know for me the 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 big thing is is that we're getting into like the Oscar bait season. Uh, which True. is always a good time, I think, for people that are are hugely into um, cinema. Um, uh, a beautiful boy, or beautiful boy. Uh, yeah. That I don't. Have you seen the trailer to that? I have seen the trailer to that, and uh, you know, I think Steve Carell looks pretty amazing in it. Um, I don't really know anything about Timothy Chalamet yet, so because I didn't watch Call Me by Your Name, but okay, he he is incredible. In, in in Call Me By Your Name, his performance is absolutely incredible. There There's even like a, a sequence that kind of like happens basically like towards the end of the movie. And uh, they're, they're rolling, like they sit on this shot of him for like a very, very uncomfortable amount of time. Um, and he is just bawling. Like he's just crying like profusely. And they're like rolling credits over it. And uh, I, I mean, like he is a, a very, very uh, talented and skilled actor for being... Uh, his age, I would I would say, and um, the trailer of this film, though, like the the whole like sequence that transpires between him and uh, Steve Carell, uh, Steve Carell in the diner, it, it's remarkably powerful. Like it's just incredibly well written. The the performance looks amazing. So I, I have really high hopes for this movie. Uh, again, I mean to be a little bit fair, though, I am also kind of a fanboy of Steve Carell. I think he's amazing, uh, and I've I've always like love watching his work, whether it's comedy or drama, either one. I think he does both uh, exceptionally well. And so uh, I am, I am definitely looking forward to that movie, which I think, I I think comes out next month. So I don't think we're gonna have to wait too much longer uh, for that one to come out. Yeah, no, uh, about a boy or not. I'm sorry. It's it's not about a boy, a beautiful boy. Beautiful Beautiful boy boy. is is on it on its way here pretty soon. Uh, As you, like you were saying, Oscar bait season usually means a lot of biopics, and there are four biopics that I am definitely interested in watching: uh, First Man, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Front Runner, and Green Book. Um, so, First Man is Ryan Gosling playing um, Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. Bohemian Rhapsody, I think I, I have to assume you've seen that trailer. Just about every, it's, yes. I feel like everybody's ready for that one. Is Rami Malek plays? Uh, oh crap! Why did his name just escaped my head freddie mercury freddie mercury thank you you're welcome uh front runner is hugh jackman playing um uh shoot gary hart when he was the presidential nominee in the 80s i want to say yes 1988 um and then green book which uh, i you know i just saw the trailer for this the other day looks so good and directed by peter farrelly which is surprising uh, Viggo Mortensen and Maharashala, Maharashala Ali um, playing 
a unlikely duo as they got they get put together because um, Maharashala Ali plays Don Shirley, a gifted African American musician, as he's going to start touring the South in the fifties. I want to say, uh, I'm sorry, the sixties, the American South, to uh, perform piano for all these rich white people. You know, and uh, Viggo Mortensen is gonna is like his driver. He's a mm-hmm. um, uh, he's kind of a New Yorker wise guy kind of thing. And you know, the two of them are on a road trip as they travel the South, and and they kind of get get the feeling that they aren't really wanted anywhere. And obviously, uh, Ali for for certain reasons, but. The movie looks amazing, I think. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that or not. I don't think I, I don't think I've seen that one. Definitely, I might give, have to go watch that. Yeah, yeah, definitely give it a, give it a shot. But yeah, those uh, biopics are always a big part of Oscar bait season, and uh, those three, four, I'm sorry, are are ones that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um... This is going to sound silly, uh, <laughs> but um, actually, I think it actually just came out not too long ago. I think I think it came out maybe last week, but uh, Johnny English strikes again. Like, I am a huge fan of uh, Rowan Atkinson. Right. Like, I love Mr. Bean, and uh, I've, I like, the Johnny English, I mean, like, it's just silly fun. Um, and I don't know, I feel like sort of that's how it would end up. Like if I ever was somehow, uh, linked to government agencies, like I think everybody would like to think that they're the dude from the Kingsman. Right. But the reality is that most of us would actually be Johnny English <laughs> and we were put to a spy type situation. Um, so like, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too, which, which, uh, I guess is a little silly in, in certain aspects. Um, Another one that uh, I think is going to, ho- or I, I have hopes for at least, is um, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, it's a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Like, I really loved the first Wreck-It Ralph movie. I thought they did a wonderful job with it. And uh, I again, I, I think it's kind of like what you were saying with Creed 2 a little bit earlier. I'm a little bit skeptical because I, I felt like we didn't necessarily need a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph per se. Uh, but it's here and they're doing it. And so I'm like, all right, well go check it out and see if it's actually uh, any good or not, you know? Yeah, I mean, Wreck-It Ralph, I'm, I guess I am interested in seeing seeing them revisit that world. I, I did enjoy myself in the first one. And, um, what was the other movie that you said? Johnny English. Johnny English. Again. I wanted to say is that <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, how is it that he doesn't look like he's aged a day since Mr. Bean? Like, he looks almost the same he's got like a little bit of gray hair and that's about it yep yeah and they probably did that they probably used like wash and gray they're like we gotta do something to make (laughs) him look older or people are gonna freak out uh so uh yeah that's 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 hilarious that those are that they're that those are coming out i don't think i don't actually i don't think johnny english strikes again has come out yet at least not in the states it might not have I i thought it was i thought it was soonish but like i said i have not done a fan i haven't done a particularly good job of keeping up with cinema this year unfortunately as you said 
Yeah, it pains me to say it, but I, I, I feel like I need to reiterate it because people are like, why is this guy even on this podcast? Like, does he even know anything about computers? Computers. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other ones that I'm actually pretty excited to see is a, another bad robot production is Overlord. It's the aliens during World War II movie that J.J. Abrams is producing. It's the new Cloverfield movie. Um, now, I've heard that it isn't connected to Cloverfield. Well, so I've, I've heard both. Like some people say, some some people have said it is, and some people say it isn't. So I don't know if it actually is or not. Well, if it was a Cloverfield movie, the best thing to do would be to say it's not a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> uh, I, I, either way, like I was, I'm super happy with the last. Cloverfield connected movie that they made. Well, I'm sorry, not the last one, the second I was like, one. What? The 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 third one. I actually don't think it is that bad. Um, is like at least Paradox? yeah, Cloverfield Paradox isn't as bad as everybody makes it out to be, but it, it isn't great. It isn't. It's definitely not a good follow up to Ten Cloverfield Lane. See, I think I feel like that's what happened. I feel like J.J. Abrams was like, yes, Overlord is going to be this awesome Cloverfield movie. Paradox dropped, did really bad, and then J.J. was like moonwalking his way out of it going, wait a second. Uh, it's, it's not a Cloverfield movie. This is just a crazy movie with uh, Nazi demons and stuff in it. Like, who doesn't want to watch that? <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't want to watch that? So, so either... I gotta say, though, the trailer for that is super fucking cool, though. Has the trailer come out for that? I, yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw it. Um, oh, God, what was I watching? I just saw it. Like, not uh, M- Mandy. I went to watch Nicolas Cage's uh, new movie, Candy, and okay. play the trailer at the beginning of it, and it looks freaking cool. Like, I, it looks so cool. I'll definitely have to go check that out because I, yeah, I didn't remember if, if they had released a trailer for it yet or not. I mean, have, they'd have to. I mean, the movie comes out in November, right? So they have to have a trailer yeah. for it. So that's that's pretty that's pretty exciting. It it's got Wyatt Russell in it, who I am slowly becoming a really big fan of. Um, Wyatt Russell being uh, Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, yep. You would have seen him in uh, a bunch of things. Once you see his face, you know you've seen him in stuff. But like one of the my one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror, um, Playtest. Uh, I think that was a that that was a good one for him. So that was a really good one. Uh, that and then Widows. Widows, I also am super excited to see. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that, but it's Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They play the the widow wives of a crew of robbers. I guess is the best. Yeah, way. they're like they're Thieves? like a like a heist team kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, like a heist crew, and yeah. they all ended up dying in a in a jo- during a job. And circumstances come up where they have the the widows have to uh, perform the last job uh, to you know get make uh, pay off the guy that I guess their husbands owed money to or something like that. But I don't know. It to me it it's shot. It looks like it's shot really well. Steve uh, Steve McQueen's the director, the the gentleman who made uh, Twelve Years a Slave. So. I, I don't know. I, I I think the movie looks looks pretty great. Yeah, no, I I have to totally agree with you. I think it looks really good too. Yeah, also also a huge cast because you know, um, let's see who else is in it. Liam Neeson, John Bernthal, uh, Colin Farrell, Robert Duvall, 
Um, I just saw O'Brien oh, Tyree Henry, who most recently just got cast in the new Child's Play reboot movie. If that's oh, that's you. weird. Carrie Coon, who who played uh, Proxima Midnight in Infinity War. So yeah, this, this is a huge cast. Elizabeth Debicki, I think, I think wasn't she on in in uh, Cloverfield Paradox? Oh, see, everything's Cloverfield movie. No, now. no, I'm sorry. She was she was in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two or Volume Two. Oh, she there was, you go. She was the the she was Aisha, the the queen of the Golden People or leader of the Golden People. I don't know if she's a queen. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. So, so there's that. That makes sense. Did you have any other movies that you're looking forward to this season? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, this is weird. I'm not a big, like, horror fan. Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, like, the biggest into that genre. I, I mean, I do enjoy it from time to time. But, uh, I remember watching, like, the original Suspiria and it just being the creepiest thing, like, ever. Oh. And, uh, they're doing a remake of it, which yeah. is, uh, I guess supposed to come out later this year. I think it's, like, uh, November of this year. Um, and it's got Tilda Swinton in it, and uh, I, I always enjoy her performances. Like she's very chameleon esque. Like she can kind of just do any role and like blends into it perfectly. I think so. I, I really enjoy watching her in in films. I think that's kind of the biggest reason that I'm really interested in this particular film. Um, it also stars Dakota Johnson of you know Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff like that, and she's also uh, Donson's daughter. Um, John Donson and Melanie and Griffith. It, yes, there. Yeah, there you go. And Melanie Griffith. Uh, I don't know. I saw the trailer for this and it just does such a wonderful job of making you feel very uncomfortable and very like self-disgusted for some reason. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I really don't know why, but like, I, I just felt so out of my skin watching the trailer. And I was like, Oh, if the trailer has that much of an impact, then like the movies just gotta be, hopefully incredible for, for all of the creepy wrong reasons, um, you know, but I, I don't know. I'm actually pretty interested in seeing it and seeing what it's all about and what they do with it and where it goes. And I think they, I think they're going to get some truly, truly awesome performances out of uh, Tilda Swinton and uh, Dakota Johnson. So definitely going to be curious to see where that's going to go. Cause I think the original was like, in 77 or something i think it was like around the same time the first star wars movie came out so i mean it's a fairly old movie so uh yeah no, updating it, it refreshing it uh, and how they're going to try to apply that to uh maybe a younger audience this time i, I think well, it's going to be interesting from what i've heard from a lot of the uh, critics and reviewers that i follow or listen to is it's a very disturbing movie so uh you know be prepared for that i mean the original is very disturbing too so yes to, to you know try and follow that up or you know try, maybe even try and top it that's going to be quite the task and i i'm, I'm not going to see it myself but it's, i'm gonna <laughs> interested to hear what you have to say uh and well, that, like you're even less into horror than i am like, right you you are like no go no sir no thank you yeah. um but that's uh, it's funny because uh, you know Dakota Johnson was also in the bad time at the El Royale, what I was just talking about. So mm -hmm. uh, you know the two movies coming out so close together means they they probably filmed the movies right around the same time too, which brought me even though there's none of, none of these movies I really want to see um, coming out within these next two months. But um, tonight, uh, Night School comes out, which has Tiffany Haddish in it. She has a movie called The Oath coming out 
uh, next month with uh, Ike Bernholtz. And then in November, she has a movie called Nobody's Fool. Like, she is... Her her stardom is like her her fame uh, no her star meter I don't know what the word I'm looking for is it's blowing up right now like she is all over the place she she just filmed um or she just she just had a TV series out with the the last OG with uh, Tracy Morgan and mm-hmm. Uncle Drew came out a couple months ago I mean all, she's she's you got the the Lego Lego Movie two the second part you know that that that's coming out soon she's she's all over the place wow. So Tiffany Haddish, very hardworking. Now, yeah, I know that it's not a movie that's coming up in the next couple months, but within a year or so, I believe. I, I know that the official release date is out there, but we have—I think we've almost seen all of the movie and everything that's been released in the last two weeks. <laughs> is uh is Todd Phillips Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and I think you had some things you wanted to say about that movie. Well, I you know, I don't know. It, I okay, so this is where it's difficult, right? Like I don't want to like hate on the movie it's not even out yet. So we have no idea whether the movie's going to be good or not, right? Right. And and I think, you know, I think there's a fundamental difference between saying that something is just complete hot garbage and then not being interested in something. I feel like those are two very different things. Right. And so I'm not trying to, I just want to preface this to everyone that's listening. I don't want to say that the Joker is a hot pile of garbage. (laughs) What I want to say is from everything that has been quote unquote leaked, which Quite frankly, I I don't know. It feels more like they're like, well, maybe we should leak this stuff out, see what the reaction is, and then maybe adjust the the course of the ship uh, after what happened last time we had the Joker in a movie, which I will say that was a hot pile of Joker. (laughs) Um, But this movie, like, I don't know. Like, the, the makeup looks, quite frankly, really stupid to me. The, the the couple of scenes or, or or segments of scenes that have come out just don't interest me at all. Like it just like it looks like it is teetering on the on the brink of becoming another horrible tragedy with a great character in it. I do think the Joker is probably fundamentally one of the best comic book characters. Um that's in existence, whether hero or villain. And I think it's just really disturbing that they're not going to potentially give this character the, 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 the justice of doing it properly. And like, it's from what we have sort of been leaked or told or rumor has it, it's kind of an origin story to the Joker, which from my personal taste, I, I think it's better to not know where the Joker comes from. I, I feel like this is a fundamental problem that Disney was having with Star Wars that led them down the path of making horrible hot uh, hot piles of garbage <laughs> to the fact that they had to backtrack and say, okay, we're going to slow down on Star Wars now. And rightfully so. Like, you're making movies that aren't necessarily inherently bad, but that people aren't interested in watching. And and I feel like that's the path that they're going with the Joker. I don't think we need an origin story of him. I don't 
think it's going to be as interesting or as well put together as they hope it is. And I hope that I'm wrong. I, I do. But I just I fundamentally think that that's kind of the situation with this movie. That being said, I don't. What are what what are you, what are your thoughts on this? Because you're you're a way bigger fan of like Batman and the and the Bat Mythos and the Bataverse, whatever you want to call it, than I have ever been. And so like I'm I'm really interested to know what your thoughts are on it. You know, going into this conversation, I thought we were going to have the polar opposite opinions about this movie. I am so glad. Really? That, yeah. I almost, I thought you, you were going to be like, I am all for this at this point. Uh, oh. <laughs> but for me, no. I am not, I, I am right there with you in the same boat as we are just trying to shovel water out of the sinking <laughs> vessel because yeah, uh, everything that I've heard about this movie so far is just made me roll my eyes. Like, well, why, why are they even doing this? Like, Okay, so th- in the past week, we've gotten photos, we've gotten leaked yep. footage, and we've gotten a camera test. Half of the stuff is is being put out there officially by Todd Phillips. The other half is being quote-unquote leaked by different sources. Now, if they are... if it's, it, it's just about every day something new is being leaked out, so... If it's actually truly being leaked and it's not Warner Brothers just kind of, uh, you know, putting this stuff out there under the guise of a leak, then they really need to beef up security because this is bad. Like you should this this much footage should not have been seen for this movie as it's being filmed right now. That seems terrible. Um, I get it. People are kind of going crazy over the idea, like. Walking Phoenix in his, you know, purple jumpsuit or purple tuxedo, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, uh, green hair and, and white makeup. But, like, some of the other things that they're talking about, like, Thomas Wayne is going to be running for mayor. He's supposed to be, like, when Alec Baldwin was attached to it, he was supposed to be, uh, they called, they said he was going to be playing, like, a young Donald Trump version character, like this, you know, what? Jerkish, yeah. Um, what? Uh, real estate guy, and it's like that's not what Thomas Wayne is. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, why are they? What is? What? Yes, I'm right there with you about we don't need an origin for the Joker. That's the point of the Joker. You're not supposed to understand him. He's not. He's supposed to be chaos. He's supposed to be, you know, the thing that you can't figure out because he's gonna do whatever it is that comes straight to his brain. Like, it's, it's one of those aspects of Batman that uh, is supposed to be, look, he's super dark and you can't, he can't justify everything that he does. And this is that extrapolated further in the Joker. And I really feel like walking Phoenix is just like, you know, everybody like Warner brothers is like, we really want you to do a, a superhero movie, a comic book movie. And he's like, nah, none of that stuff really interests me. And then finally he was like, well, you know, there's this like heist movie that I kind of want to do. I feel like it's a real character piece and it's a study on psychosis and stuff like that. And they're like, well, we could kind of fit in the Joker into that. And he's like, okay, I guess if we can fit it in. (laughs) And and that's how I feel about this movie. Like, how is it the Joker is going to be existing if Thomas Wayne is still alive? The way that I understand Batman, and trust me, I understand a lot about Batman, about Batman, <laughs> is that the Batman was there when the Joker was created. You know, the he he he's trying to stop the Red Hood. The Red Hood fires a gun at him, falls into the vat of acid. Thus comes out the Joker. But if Thomas Wayne is alive, 
then that means the Batman was never created or it hasn't been created yet. Where I, I don't understand where how the timeline works. And then you're gonna sit there and be like, Well, this is an else world. It was like, Well, how can you sit there and do the else world version of the Joker when you haven't even gotten the regular version of the Joker yet? You know, the the one that everybody knows. Yeah. You can't just go around creating doing the, the else world versions of these characters when we haven't established who the characters are yet. Yeah, I, I, and it's funny you mention that because that's that was my next like big thing. Is I was like, I'm no bat, you know, encyclopedia or anything, <laughs> but I was like, I was pretty sure that like the Joker has always held Batman somewhat accountable for his creation. And I, I was like, what? How the heck? You were like, yeah, Thomas Wade's running for mayor. I'm like, how is he? Like, is it a different Thomas Wayne? <laughs> like, that seems weird that he would have the same name. <laughs> and still be alive. And then, like, I don't know. It, it's so weird. And then, and then, like, I don't know, super weird too, because you're coming off of like, you know, Suicide Squad and like the Joker and that is Jared Leto. And it's like completely. Di- so it's like, is that like the whole reveal we get to the end and like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker shoots Jared Leto's Joker <sighs> in the face or something? It's like, <laughs> it's a joke's on you, bats. It's not the real Joker. Like, I, like, I, it just feels like. I feel like we're always saying this about Warner Brothers DC. Like, you don't have to keep pace with Marvel. Like, slow the f down. Take a page from Disney. Take a couple step back or steps back. Look at the scenario and just make a good goddamn movie. Yes. Like, you don't have to just pump film after film after film out that has no idea what it's doing or doesn't match any of the continuity of what you've already put out there of what you're already getting fans bought into like just slow down and make good movies that's the only thing you got to do to be successful <laughs> and you know i i mean i could see what you're saying with the whole coming out and shooting the jared leto joker version but like there the script for the harley quinn joker movie just got completed earlier this week so they're going forward with jared leto's joker as well and there's supposed to be yet a third movie where jared leto's joker is you know just his movie so oh there's there's no no stopping (laughs) you know these different jokers uh it's funny thing is that um, earlier this week also, uh, David Ayers, I guess, was on Twitter, and he was talking about how, yeah, I guess I did kind of go a little too far with the version of Joker that I created for the Suicide Squad. I shouldn't have done some of the things I did. Um, uh, I, I, the, like, the the damaged tattoo on his forehead was, was probably too much. It's like, really? You think probably it was too much? Like, come on, guy. Uh, your your gangster pimp version of Joker just didn't work. It, it did it, <laughs> But I, you know what, I've come to think, I've come to realize that even though I hate that version of the Joker, I feel like Jared Leto, if given a better script, would have done a pretty good job as the Joker. Well, and and that's like that's what I was like trying to get at with like the prefacing of this conversation because like that's inevitably what happened when they cast Keith Ledger, right? Right. Like everybody went bananas and was like, "Oh, he can't be the Joker." And then it came out, and you're like, "Okay, well, that's the best Joker performance we've probably ever seen in a film before." You know what I mean? So like, I don't want to like that was not my intention. Like with the whole Joaquin thing, like right. I think Joaquin Phoenix is a wonderful actor. I have no doubt that he could play a good version of the Joker. I just don't think he's going to be given... Like, I I really don't feel like 
anybody involved is going to be given the opportunity to make a really good Joker movie with this, especially when you look at the stuff like what you're saying with like Thomas Wayne still being alive. Like you're totally just basically getting rid of like an entire thing of like history that people have known forever, which again, I mean, sure. You know, you can say, well, it's a film. It doesn't have to be the same as the comic books and all that stuff. And I do agree to a certain extent that that is true. But you right? should, I do you think should you keep the same tone. Huh? You should always keep the same tone. Even if you don't keep the same story, you should keep the same tone. Like, the character has been around for a while in a certain way for a reason. Like, it's worked for a reason, you know? Yeah. No, totally. And, and like, that's the whole thing, too, is, like, you know, how much... Like, that, that, that's the other thing, too. Like, if this movie comes out, then you've got another one with Harley Quinn and Jared Leto Joker... And then a standalone Jared Leto Joker. I cannot talk. Jared Leto Joker. And then let's just hypothetically say that this movie does phenomenally well. That means you're getting a Joaquin Joker too. Yep. So now you're gonna go from like one to like six Joker films in the course of two years, three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Like, and they're both like different jokers and different timelines like i i don't know i mean i get i get kind of why it works in the comic books i don't know that that's gonna quite work in in the in the film world the way that maybe they're hoping that it will i i don't know i, I look i i'm just saying and i i i think that joaquin phoenix is kind of an overrated actor i don't really think i've seen anything that i've would really say that wow he was great like kind of thing like her was okay it's probably like the best thing that i've ever saw him in but anyways um yeah i i'm not for this movie yet i guess i mean i'll i guess i'll reserve my final judgment from when i actually see it because i will go see it but i'm not gonna be happy about it yeah i mean i i think it's interesting to see where it maybe goes and i hope i hope that i'm totally wrong like i hope that it comes out and it, it is awesome or that they've been secretly doing all this stuff to like throw people off the trail of what's really going on i just don't think that that's true unfortunately but i hope it is same uh all right man that's a, I think that's a that's a good place to end it there you know <laughs> i think we ran the gamut of a uh, conversation here um, if anybody has their two cents they'd like to throw in, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-R. Richard's also on Twitter as? At Ry Cohen, R-I-C-O-W-N. Uh, you can also find him on his Twitch channel. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Ry Cohen 1, R-I-C-O-W-N, and the number 1. He's there twice a week, Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, I mean that's that is when I'm there. I've I've been really busy, so I've only been doing Wednesdays this month. That's uh, that's about what my time has permitted this month. But uh, but yes, uh, come October. Well, I, I'm gonna miss a couple in October too because we have TwitchCon coming up, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going to TwitchCon, and um, so I'm gonna miss a couple more in October. But hopefully after October, once we hopefully get into no November, things will have settled down a little bit, and uh, we should be back to uh, twice a week. Sounds good. All right. If you want to get a hold of anybody else, any any of the rest of Geek Elite Radio on 
Twitter. You can, it's at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. And GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Mitch and Rich Show on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. Man, what do you think that at the end, or do you think that in Creed 2, they'll use some of that de-aging technology and bring Carl Weathers in to play like Apollo Creed, like a new footage of Apollo Creed before he died? Maybe even like a like a dream sequence where he talks to Adonis, like saying, hey man, you're good, you're my son kind of thing? Uh, it's possible it's definitely possible i i really i don't know i don't know if they're gonna do that or not but it uh definitely it would be interesting it would be very interesting i mean it's just i just feel like with carl weather still being alive they're really missing out on the on him not being in these movies like at least in some way yeah no that's that's very true i I, the technology is good enough now though i mean like they've done a great job with the trailer i mean like my god you look at samuel jackson and the uh, agent colson you're like god <laughs> uh, yeah we now return you to your regularly scheduled program